Hi. Hi. I'm Evan. I'm Addie. And you are listening to the Speaking English Podcast, the place to be for anyone who wants to watch more movies or read more books. Here you are. <laughs> welcome. Um, yeah, welcome. This is episode 96 and part two of our third movie report series mm-hmm. in which we each watched a movie and presented it. And then now in this episode, that was last week. And in this episode, we watched, we each watched the other person's movie. And then now we talk about them again. Love it. Every time we do movie reports, I think it's so fun. Awesome. I'm glad. Uh, so the movies that we watched last week and this week were La Not, uh, directed by Michelangelo Antonioni, and uh, Magnolia, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Woohoo! So, uh, I say it La Note. Yeah. In Italian. Yeah. Okay. You could pronounce that E. La Note. Yes. La Note. Okay. I feel like I've heard it somewhere like that, but they were probably wrong. Yeah. yeah. I don't know for sure, but I, I'm pretty pretty confident you would say the E in Italian. But whatever, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> you did you did live in Italy for a time. I did do that. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. So we'll talk about those in a second before we get into that. How has your week been? Uh, it's been all right. This was my second week back to school, and I guess things started picking up a bit. And it was a little bit tiring. I feel more like back into the swing of being a student now, but I'm not like well adjusted. <laughs> to okay. it, I guess like it was just kind of, I don't know. It was just a little bit of a draining week of like a lot of classes and stuff, but not bad. I gotcha. Yes. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. And uh, we had classes in person now. So it was nice. the first week of in-person classes. Uh-huh. Um, it was it was this kind of the same vibe of like uh, a lot busier than yeah um, than when the classes are online because you have to allocate so much more time into going to class I guess yeah but, totally. <laughs> um, and I think it's part of it was because I worked a lot this week too so I was I was keeping busy mm-hmm. good for you but uh, yeah by the time. I guess not quite, but soon the daily, my playlist is about to turn six years old on uh, February 2nd. Wow. Happy so, almost birthday, the daily. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's exciting, but I also need to, I usually do like a little promotional video for it and I haven't done that at all yet. Oh, so, do you have an idea? No. Oh. <laughs> I'll figure something out in the next couple of days. It'll probably be a small little thing, but uh, I don't know. It's exciting. It's, it is. Six years is a long time. It's a long time. That's a big accomplishment. Good for you. Good <laughs> for the baby. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I'm just working hard, working a lot, and uh, watching some movies when I get the chance. I haven't watched a whole lot of movies this week. Um, because it's hard when you have class and work, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to go for the rest of the semester, but, uh, hopefully I, I get some know. more in there. I don't know what's been up with me this month, but I think I have like 13 movies to talk about in our wrap up. And that is nice. the most I've ever had, but like that has like over doubled 
over double what <laughs> do we do? <laughs> so kind of crazy. I don't know what's up with that. There you go. Good to see. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Starting my year off right in terms of movie watching. Nice. I uh I think I'm 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 feeling that way about books as long as I'm able to finish this one in the next week. I'll have three to talk about. So Whoa, good for you. They're like varying lengths, but that's all right. That but I've been, been able to read a lot. And uh, specifically since coming back to Boulder, it's part of like my routine here, which is nice. That is super nice. Good for you. Good to get it set up. Cool. All right. Which, uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Which one did we talk about first last time? I think I made you go first. Yeah, that sounds right, actually. Should we do line of two first again? Yeah. Great. Sounds good. Sounds okay to me. Cool. How did you feel about it? I loved it so much. It was so good. <laughs> it, was, it was like really, really, really so good. I enjoyed it kind of more than I expected to, I guess. Oh, I didn't like go into it thinking that I wouldn't like it, but uh-huh. But yeah, I don't know. It still like surprised me anyway with how much I really liked it and how like thought provoking it was too. Nice. Nice. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure because I think it's one that like I don't know. I would get it if someone didn't like it. But at the oh, same like, time, when I'm watching it, I'm like this is so yeah. good, so cool. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> I don't know if I would get it if someone didn't like it. I don't know, like, well, maybe it was like a little bit quirky. <laughs> if somebody got like annoyed by like some of the characters and didn't like it because of that, maybe I would understand. But did it for me. That's I like there is some quirky characters. Yeah. But I think that's kind of what makes it so interesting is that you're not always exactly sure what they're thinking and feeling. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, kind of, I feel like a lot of their emotions or like even lack of emotions are sort of surprising along the way. Like they're mm-hmm. really all pretty unique characters with kind of unique motives and outlooks, which I really, really liked. Um, and it's, yeah, I don't know. It was really good. It's a really like unique look at a relationship too, which I just kind of loved. Awesome. Um, I guess I didn't talk a lot about the Monica Vidi character um, when last week when I was talking about it, but uh, when she comes in, she kind of throws like a wrench in this whole, like what's leading up to that point. And I think that may be like the most interesting part of the movie to me Mm -hmm. is it's just like figuring out what's, what everyone's intentions are. And like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I completely agree. Scenes where it was just her and like the wife, I thought were just like so compelling. And where I don't know, I don't, I can't remember either of their names in the movie. Um, but where like the wife is aware of who she is, but she's not really aware of who the wife is. And then when she kind of pieces it together, and then the, the three of them are all together, kind of trying to see like what each of them thinks about the scenario if they give it information and they're just all like playing it off so coy that was so interesting i left that like a whole sequence of events yeah and everyone in this movie is just so cool too they're all so cool (laughs) and i loved that i love it when characters are cool cool italians yeah i also especially loved the last scene 
and just just like the whole idea that um he wrote that that like beautiful really passionate love letter about wanting their relationship to last forever and thinking that it was it, just so right and so complete and then in that moment not even remembering that it was him who wrote that like oh my god it made me so sad yeah <laughs> it was so oh that, i just thought that that was like genius like uh-huh. it just really was such like a punch in the gut like both in terms of their relationship and the kind of like the fading romance of it but also just kind of a lot of the movie reflects on memory maybe i guess or like wanting to remember your chronicle your own life and wanting to write or versus not wanting to write and feeling like observation is enough i don't have to write things down in terms of like that's what the one girl said and then to like write something that powerful but not even have it attached to your like current identity Mm. it's just crazy i don't it was so good i really like this (laughs) yeah and it really like ties it all together at the end because it's like the first time anyone is really upfront about stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, ah. Right. I agree. Um, cool. How did you feel about the uh, the whole thing with the guy at the beginning? Like the, um, I forget his name. <laughs> when did they visit him? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't really know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that like ties into everything else, but I, he does, he dies in the course of the movie, right? Like that's what that yeah. was. I don't know. I think. Well, and uh, it, it, from what I understood, it seemed that like the wife, they were all three like friends at some point and uh-huh. both of the guys liked her and she ended up choosing uh-huh. uh, Marcello Mastriani over him. Wow. I didn't even pick up on that. Oh yeah. Cause I think she talked about that at the end at some oh. point anyways. Oh, I didn't oh. like that. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Huh, I don't know. That's really cool. I just thought that all three of them were friends. But I do, I don't know. I like knowing that they all remained friends despite her choosing the other guy. Mm-hmm. Over, and like that being kind of complex. I guess I, in general, like how much this movie kind of tears apart like the modern notion of how much people should care about monogamy or feel jealousy, I guess. Mm. Like I liked that, that whole scene where the wife kind of reveals that she knows who this girl is that she like saw this girl and her husband kiss and says to her like, all right, like I'm not jealous of you. And maybe that in and of itself is the problem. (laughs) And I thought that that was so interesting. So I guess knowing that this guy remained friends with this couple despite the fact that he did, doesn't get to be with this woman that he likes um, is also just kind of like, you don't have to be jealous and possessive. You, you can just be friends and that's all yeah. right. Life and goes on. Like yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's just super interesting and uh, something that I've not seen in a lot of places. Yeah. I really would agree with that. It's really kind of like, I want to call it a refreshing look at a relationship but that also like doesn't really right a because it's old <laughs> it's like not really like new and but also because it's still a, a really sad look at a relationship too yeah uh i think there's like concepts and ideas that you can pull from it that are yeah. uh applicable and useful yeah and uh also i think that um just because something's old doesn't mean that it uh can't be new and fresh 
I guess that's true. Which like makes no just because it's old, it can be new. Right. That's yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I see it. See what you mean. All new discoveries are worthwhile. It's just about when you find it out. Very true. And I think that's interesting. I agree. It, it really was such an interesting watch, and I enjoyed it a lot. And I will cool. probably revisit it. All right. I'm glad I picked it then. I was. I remember. I wasn't quite sure. about it but awesome okay should we talk about magnolia a little bit and maybe we can come back to it later um yeah go ahead what do you think of magnolia (laughs) i think there's something wrong with me because i just i uh i don't like pt anderson's movies (laughs) like i've never really connected as yeah. much as I feel like I should have, and and uh, as much as I hear all the praise about him, mm-hmm. but uh, I liked Magnolia, but it it didn't really kind of blow me away <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> so first of all, it might not have been an ideal viewing experience, especially compared to yours, uh, because I, I I found this to watch on the Roku channel. <laughs> which is free but has ads like a lot of ads so i don't know if it was because of that but this movie felt really long to me it it is really long also but and uh like at a certain point i was just kind of exhausted watching it yeah um and there's a lot of stuff that i i feel like I didn't like about it that aren't necessarily like objectively bad things. It just didn't work for me. And I think that's the case in a lot of his stuff that I've seen. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I can see it's one of those where it's like, okay, it's why people like it. But I don't really. Do I, mean, I didn't dislike this movie, but uh, sorry, what is that? Do you have any like specific examples of things that just don't do it for you? But um, yeah. Okay. I was going to, I was going to say the, uh, why is everyone yelling all the time? <laughs> um, I think I think this is it was a lot, and I think it felt exhausting to watch because every scene is like felt to me like a really big like exclamation mark moment. Not mm-hmm. e- not quite every scene, but there was a lot. Yeah. Throughout the runtime, and every time it kind of got me thinking, like, okay, it's like building up, and it's this is I don't know. It, and at that like level the whole time, it mm-hmm. it felt like I didn't know exactly how to feel about it. Yeah, yeah, that totally is something that I just like. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, everybody will have such a subjective opinion on that type of thing, but I love how animated all of the characters were. Yeah, yeah, and it was cool. And it, I think my problem with it is that like it made for good scenes, but when connecting together it was just like i don't know mm-hmm. it just didn't quite click for me yeah but uh this one had some really great moments and some of the ca- some of the stories of the characters i really cared about mm-hmm. and were like really interesting and worked um i don't know really did it for me but then yeah. some of the other ones i was like i don't know i agree with his you, you mentioned last week that he said something about um the movie was too long. He should have cut it down more, which I think I would have liked it better if it was a little bit cut down. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I think the main thing for me is that it felt weird because it felt like 
the this the time when the most stuff was happening was like before the halfway part of the movie mm-hmm. which in my opinion was when they did the quiz show okay the way that it's like shot and edited there is like i don't know it feels like a climax kind of moment yeah because it's cutting between everyone really quick and the like this tense music playing over it and it's like a big deal and then that's like just the beginning of the movie almost yeah <laughs> to me the like halfway point i feel like was also kind of early on i can't remember but it's when every character in their like separate storyline is singing the same song yeah that was really cool i did really like <laughs> i love that i really enjoyed that part yeah and there's like i did really like the the little flourishes of uh unreality i guess like not the like where it takes it like a moment to step away and be like this is clearly not like a a, a thing that right I think the singing thing and then at the end with the frogs, it was really cool. Yeah. And those two moments are like exactly what I was referring to when we talked about this last week, when I said mm-hmm. that I love how he has kind of like an absurd sense of humor and like perspective on these like slice of life types of things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing with the frogs, is that what you were talking about when you said that it was crazy and no one talks about it? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I feel like, I, I like realized it when I watched it. Yeah. I feel like I've I've seen something about that before. I just I was like, oh, this is the movie where the frogs fall from the sky or something. <laughs> I was so shocked and I just thought it was so funny. Especially because the first two frogs that fall, you like totally think that John C. Riley's car is getting shot at. Like it's yeah. is like totally as if there's like gunshots and he like spins out and you're like Oh my, who is shooting at him? Are people going to die? Like, where is this going to go? And then when it's revealed to you that it is frogs, like, falling from the sky, that is so funny and so surprising. And just, like, you never could have predicted it. And I love that. Yeah. I agree. I think that Paul Thomas Anderson is really good at making you feel like things are about to get very high stakes, and then they don't. <laughs> and they're just kind of funny and kind of odd. And I personally like that a lot. I felt that way a yeah. lot in Magnolia, and I also felt that way a lot in Licorice Pizza. Yeah, I agree, actually. And I do like that, too. Yeah. I think, so I'm, I was like thinking about this because I've seen, I've now seen five of his movies of his nine features, which is more than half with this one. Yeah. And uh, I decided my two favorites were uh, Licorice Pizza and Inherent Vice. Mm-hmm. And I think that those are often looked down upon in his filmography, yeah. at least from what I've heard. But uh, I think for me, it, there's a, the, his style of, of shooting stuff that's like kind of, wandering and doesn't go anywhere with a clear purpose doesn't yeah. always work with the story he's telling so um, i think when the movie is clearly presenting itself as something more chill and uh then i guess i'm it was a, it's a thing where i'm like more likely to go along with it if that yeah, makes sense it makes so and i actually just watched inherent vice a couple of days ago oh yeah nice yeah i completely agree with the style of just kind of like pointing your camera at some nonsense works like just really, really well with that story. Yeah, I think so too. And I didn't know how to, how I felt about it at first when I watched that one. Uh-huh. And then the more and more I think about it, I like it more. 
I'm excited to talk about Inherent Vice during our wrap up because I just nice. it. I like that one too. Have Sounds you seen um, Punch Drunk Love? Yeah, that's a, that's another one that uh, that uh, everyone really seems to really like. I just didn't. If you didn't, uh, have you seen that one? I haven't, but I really want it to be my next watch because okay. I just listened to. Um, have you ever listened to the A24 podcast? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not a regular listener, but um, neither am I. But there's there's one um, episode where they have Paul Thomas Anderson and the Safdie brothers interviewing each other about and it was right after uncut gems came out and so they got to talking a lot about adam sandler just because they've both done them oh that's right okay yeah and um i guess paul thomas anderson kind of like recruited uh, adam sandler to be in punch drunk love while magnolia was still in the theaters and when he started talking to him about it he said that adam sandler like went to the theater and saw magnolia and then immediately called paul thomas anderson and was like this is not the kind of movie that you and I are going to make together. <laughs> and I think that's so funny. And it just like really makes me want to watch Punch Drunk Love because I'm so curious about how different it is from Magnolia. Yeah, it is quite different. Um, I would, I like Magnolia better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's interesting. There's, there's uh, a, a couple of the stories in this one that I really was like invested in. And it seemed like it centered around like these two main families, I guess, mm-hmm. which had s- similar situations going on. Um, and uh, I know last week you said that uh, I was going to say something about that. They didn't focus enough on uh, certain characters. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that because I think it, they, they, they're tied together like loosely. And I was thinking like, if there's anyone in this movie that like could be cut out and not matter. I was like, Hmm, I don't know. The William H. Macy character is the closest, but the way that at the, how the ending works, it like comes back together. So it's, I don't know. It's interesting. I thought so too. I, yeah, agree. I, I just saw a lot of people complain that not all of the stories are as well-developed as like others, I guess. But I, I had the same thought as you. It's just that, but they connected well enough that it made each of them. Yeah. And I don't think they need to be any either. Like they don't need to be developed out to the same extent. Yeah. Uh, I, this movie reminded me a ton of Nashville when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. I think you need to watch Nashville. As soon as possible. I think I would probably really love it. I do too. I, I'm surprised that like, because I, I watched it for the first time in class, Nashville. And yeah. uh, I was surprised that not everyone was as blown away by it as I was. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious for oh, you. I just love Magnolia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time people talk about it, like, yeah, it was like good. <laughs> I'm like, no, it was like groundbreaking. <laughs> Yeah, so, I yeah, say, I, I definitely. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I I will say that it did something really cool with how it it, it was edited, Magnolia. Yeah. Um, that I actually talked about in my little video about the silent movies. There's a movie on there that I talked about called Souls on the Road, and I mentioned that it's it, the way that it's edited was weird because like weird in a cool way because it had uh, these two different stories and it kind of cut between them freely without like necessarily 
um, drawing obvious connections. Mm-hmm. I think at moments this one did the same thing and I thought it was really cool. And I really liked that the nice. way that it's just like, it doesn't cut at the end of a scene, but it's not like intercutting for juxtaposition either, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or at least like in an obvious way, because, you know, you have like uh, scenes where there's like two events going on and then whether or not at the same time, but they're connected through the way that it's like cuts between yeah. them. Yeah. But in this one, it kind of was like in the middle of a scene and then cut to a part of a different scene of a different character and then like came back and I don't know. It was, it was interesting and it got me thinking. And I think the, the flow of that was a little interrupted by the ads. Uh, sometimes the ads would pop up and I would be like, I wouldn't feel like the weight of the cut. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, I was, cause I was even, I was just noticing that it did that a lot. And I was like, what does it mean? And I found it to be really interesting and something that I haven't seen in a lot of places, but I did see in that one silent movie and I was like, huh. Yeah, I can't really think of any other movie that I've seen that in. Maybe I should check out that silent movie because I really liked it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm, what else? There's, I feel like I have more to say about this. Like, I have a good amount to say about this movie, but it's like there's so much there. And it's like, there's I don't know so like, what to point out. Yeah. 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 And I don't, I just really like that about it. I like <laughs> both movies and books that are just like so like sprawling, I guess, like just so crazy in the amount that they cover. I just like that. She says something for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting with this one because like so much happens, but also very little also happens. Yeah, it's a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. But yes, and it's like so much happens kind of contradictory, I guess. And that, yeah, it feels like, I don't know. It's cool. It's interesting. <laughs> I know. I think it's so cool. I might have been like a little harsh on this because I'm thinking about it. I gave it a seven out of ten, but I might bump it. I know. Eight. I saw that on Letterboxd. Okay. And I talked. I wrote a little Letterbox review that talked about how you gave Magnolia only seven out of ten in my review of Lano Ten. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're calling me out. <laughs> but you know, the more I'm thinking about it, I might I might move it to an eight. But uh, I think the main thing that I just, I kind of like lost the track of it. I thought it started out really well. And I thought the ending was really like poignant. And Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of stuff in the middle worked and a lot didn't. And the -hmm. things that didn't kind of graded on me because it was like a lot. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. It really is just so long. (laughs) Like, I think a lot of people agree with the general consensus that it should have just been shorter. But it worked. But you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was all good every moment. I just thought I don't know. Every every moment had like a new thing to say for me. Like it was just it just covered so much, and I just liked that. I wouldn't want any of it to be taken away. I can't think go. of like any specific story. Actually, that's maybe not even true. The storyline between John C. Riley and the girl who is on drugs. Uh huh. And their little like strange connection. You didn't like that one. It's not that I didn't like it. I liked the concept of it, but it did feel like a lot of time was spent on the two of them, and it, it was irritating to me. Okay, that's really interesting because that was one of my favorite little stories. I liked it a lot, like mm-hmm. as a story, but actually watching it 
watching them just be like so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's like all of what Punch Drunk Love is. So. Right. <laughs> uh, so get ready for that one. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I because it, it's it's one of those things where it's like I think with that one it's like I get the picture. Yes. Yeah. Me too. Um, for the most part, and then at the end, it was like I don't know. I for most of the runtime, I didn't. I wasn't sure if John C. Riley's character was a good guy or not. I mean, like, and then at the end, he really, he really pulled through. <laughs> I was like, I agree. It, it was nice, yeah. and it, it, it's interesting too how um, over the course of the movie, your opinions on people change. Totally. Uh, the uh, I think the the biggest one was uh, Jimmy Gator, the game show host. Yeah. Yes. By the end of the movie, you realize he is <laughs> like, the absolute worst. Yeah, he's the wor- the worst one of all of them, like pretty objectively. Uh, but it was a little bit unpredictable. Yeah, and it's like at the beginning of the movie, that seemed like he seemed like a a good guy. I don't know. So it's it's interesting how it plays with like perception. Maybe not a good guy, but like not. I don't know. It, yeah, it, it's I think it like presents to you from the get go that something is up because his daughter hates mm. it like that's true yeah yeah but you don't you don't really get to see why until the very end and you're kind of just watching him run a game show with kids then too and like dying and so it's like getting your pity and also uh, yeah 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 and then it just yeah the uh the the kid stanley Mm -hmm. was one of i thought was one of the most interesting storylines and i i I was a little bummed that they didn't really focus on it as much well and this is like the main one that felt like weird to me because i wasn't sure i was like i wish he got focused on more but also what does that do to the other stuff going on in this movie yeah i know like so much of this movie is like so like finely balanced yeah can't really take away from anything i don't think but I, i don't know (laughs) <laughs> it's interesting i don't know but i completely agree i really liked that storyline and thought it was one of the most uh unique because his dad is kind of trash too that is trash in a way that's like totally different from the other trash dads in this movie <laughs> <laughs> it's just so interesting yeah yeah i mean it's interesting what you said about like last week about how it's about uh bad men or like just men and yeah. how they can be bad and how they can be good. And I think that's a that's a part of it for sure. And to me, another big part of it was about like uh, forgiveness mm-hmm. and like or forgiveness plus being like uh, how to cope with stuff, like how to move yeah. forward with what we need, like what you need to do to move forward and that sort of thing. I completely agree. But it was just it was just like all stories about like forgiveness. And how you're going to cope in terms of like things that men have done to you, yeah. <laughs> specifically your dad's. Like it's really a lot about fatherhood. There you go. Cool. I don't know how much more I have to say about that. I do have a lot more to say. But uh, um, what did you rate La Lin- Note? Nine out of ten. Ah, uh-huh, me too. Thanks. It was so excellent. I really liked it a lot kind of uh, the the next thing I would wonder is like how these movies are connected together because it seems that there's some similarities there Uh, I mean there's the obvious one about the uh, taking place over the course of a day 
Yeah. And also just kind of like how much can change in such a small amount of time. Mm. Or like things, I, they both kind of do like a similar thing of like, so, so much changes seemingly rapidly because it happens within this 24 hour period that, and this is the first time that you as the audience are seeing any of it, but really all the changes have been building up over very slow periods of time, like outside of the, the confines of the movie, you know, like in La Note, it's their friend dying in, that he dies in that day, but he's been dying for pro- uh, presumably a while. Yeah. <laughs> and also them ending their relationship kind of, I don't even actually know. <laughs> they yeah. had, I would, I imagine that they did. Um, and it's like, I don't know, a breakup is like one huge moment, but really this has been building up for probably years. I mean, I think Magnolia does even, Magnolia does that like to even more of an extent. Like it's like all of these like very high tense relationship beginnings and endings that have, but have also just been like building up over a lifetime in some of the cases. Yeah. Uh, that just reminded me of something I was going to ask about Magnolia because I didn't really get it. The, uh, like the framing of the movie, how it starts and then, how it says just it was just one of those things i thought it was cool and it tied together with the kid saying it at the end but like i don't know how i felt about it because i was at that the the beginning of this movie like the cold open is yeah. so uh attention grabbing and bizarre yeah and then and like a random voiceover towards the end and then like none of the rest of the movie is really about that so i was like trying to draw the connection and then, like, I kind of got it. I just didn't think it was very powerful compared oh, to, like, I, how it started out. I don't know. Yeah. I, to me, I think it was just that, like, yeah, that first one is so wacky and so attention-grabbing and so, like, like how could something like that ever happen? <laughs> and yet it does is kind of, like, the point of it. And then I think, like, the rest of the movie that follows is, is like, a lot – it's, for the most part, less – absurd and less outlandish but it's the same idea that things are connected so intricately connected without us ever knowing so i think it was just kind of like you can see stories like this and be like that's so absurd it would never happen to like me but the truth is things like that are happening at a lower scale to you every second of the day every part of your life is connected to something else that you just you don't even know but but it is like that yeah I do. Yeah, I like that. I think it's, I don't know. I feel like they could have done without like calling back to it then. I love, um, I guess you probably haven't seen it, A Serious Man, the Coen brothers did. They have, they start off that movie by some, with something that like is really bizarre and kind of also has nothing to do with the rest of the movie and then like never address it later. And I almost would have liked that better for this one as well. I'm trying to think of it now. Would I have liked that better? I'm not sure. I just thought it just felt weird when they, the voiceover came back in, I guess. (laughs) I kind of liked it. Maybe if it had been shorter, I would have liked it if they just didn't address it. But because it's like three and a half hours, it's almost like you need to remember how the movie Remember how it started, yeah. (laughs) A long time ago. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Um, cool. uh, but yeah, like how else is La Note similar to uh, this? Everyone's movie? really sad. Everyone's pretty bummed out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the big difference is that 
everyone is uh, in Magnolia likes to talk about it. <laughs> so <laughs> and, uh, true. <laughs> so true. I wonder if that's just like American versus Italian. I, don't really I wonder. Know. Yeah. Interesting to think about, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, vocal expression in this song. A lot. And yeah, not really in La Notte. Everything is very hush-hush in La Notte for the most yeah. part. Yeah. And then it, it's like even more powerful there at the end when they yeah. when they uh, finally say what they mean. Yeah, finally have like this like very sincere moment. I feel like the other, another like big like thematic difference between both of them is that like you're just talking about how Magnolia is a lot about forgiveness and like an active choice to forgive or to not forgive. Mm. And mm-hmm. I think in La Note, it's kind of just like, mm, I'm not, that just doesn't even matter. Like, it's just over. I don't know. I don't care, but it's over. Yeah. Apathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else there is to say. I rated, I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to change it from a seven to an eight or not. I think you should. <laughs> to me. Why? Ten. <laughs> Because it's good. <laughs> it's better than a seven. It's an eight. Um, I'll leave it at a seven for right now. But uh, that'll yeah, change. Yeah, maybe someday give it a rewatch with no ads and see. Yeah, that was yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah, I try to stick with I try to stick with uh, my whatever I rate rated originally. So then if I want to change it, I just have to go watch it again. Because mm-hmm. I think the second watch of something is probably just as important as the first watch I would after really... that after that they get increasingly less important but the, yeah. second, the second watch is because and i think that's because you know what's going to happen so it's like less of the experience of like it on unfolding and unraveling yeah and more of like okay let's let's look at i don't know like a like a, more of a microscope i guess mm-hmm. magnifying glass whatever that makes sense um so and that's it reminds me of something that my uh professor said about uh spoilers he says spoilers aren't real because any movie that the uh experience would be lessened by being spoiled wasn't worth watching in the first place (laughs) and i think that's like kind of the same thing with the second watch it's like Mm -hmm. if you already know what's going to happen then your first watch can be kind of like second watch Mm -hmm. i just kind of made that connection yeah now because it makes sense uh, make- and like the way that you watch certain things. So mm-hmm. I don't mind when it's an older, well-known movie, if I know what's going to happen already. Mm. It does. Yeah, it makes sense. But it is fun when new stuff comes out to be like, ah. Yeah. It's, it's like also the hype of like being sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'm glad I watched Magnolia for the first time, not knowing about the frogs. The frog. That was very fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> glad nobody spoiled the frogs awesome um cool so yeah i'll I'll stick with a seven for now and uh but i did like it i'm i'm very glad that you liked it and i'm glad that i chose this one for you because it was really fun for me to hear your thoughts on it nice i'm glad <laughs> yeah i don't know what it is with pt anderson i i he's everyone this really seems to really like him and I think he's very unique, but mm-hmm. I just don't don't think I have like the same personal connections to a lot of this stuff that people Yeah. Know. I, don't know I also don't know what it is for about <laughs> him for me, but in like the opposite way. I can't yeah. really 
explain why I have liked every single one of his movies that I've seen so far so much, but I, it just connects to me somehow. There you have it. Um, cool. I think that's good for movie reports three. Nice. Excellent work. Thank you. Yeah, these are always fun because it kind of brings brings up new things and perspectives that we don't always get into when we just pick one and decide on it. Yeah, I agree. And it's fun too to kind of like get to understand like have things unravel a little bit more slowly. Like it's really fun to hear your thoughts on a movie before I've watched it and then watch it with them. Oh, okay. And then get to think back and be like, oh, that makes sense to me now. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about that, but it's very true. But yeah, so I, I really enjoy doing the movie reports. Cool. We'll continue to do these in the future. Excellent. And um, also for anybody listening, I feel like this is such like a fun way. Like obviously anybody can do this <laughs> with another friend, but just like pitch movies to each other and say your ideas before and then switch. I don't like that's just such a fun little way to yeah. watch more movies. There you have it. That is the goal. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Um Next week is the January wrap-up. Should be a good one. I've watched a lot of stuff and read some stuff too, which I'm gonna, I hope to be better about that this year. And uh, after that, we'll have book club, if that still works for you. Yep. Um, And then, uh, so I was also thinking for our whole 100th episode uh, extravaganza. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to do all the books that we read like mm-hmm. rank them as well like uh, book club books yeah yeah um but i'm not exactly sure because i don't i think that'd be too long of an episode for number 100 mm-hmm. so the question is either to do that after before what i don't know i have no preference okay because I-, I know we talked about doing like a q a for number 99 yeah we can do a bit of both maybe okay i don't know it'll be cool but I'll send you that list too because I'll, I'll do that one. There's honestly, I feel kind of bad. There's like some books that I was like, oh, I forgot that we read that. Yeah. <laughs> the C.S. Lewis one. I forgot about that one too. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> That's not memorable, I guess. Yeah. And I, I do remember that I liked it when we read it, but uh-huh. I couldn't really tell you why. No. I guess Maybe I just that episode. Didn't, didn't stick out. No. Completely. I know I'm going to rewatch a couple of the movies. Okay. Uh, because I like, didn't know how I felt about it. I like, didn't remember. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't think I have time to reread any books. <laughs> do you know how many tiers you're going to do? Oh, I don't know. I honestly hadn't decided if I was going to do tiers or like just a numbered list. But oh, tiers would be fun, though. I would prefer tiers. I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, cool. that'll probably work because just since there's so many, a numbered list would be a little tricky. Yeah. Uh, so let's yeah. do the S tier, the A tier, and then B and C. Or do okay. we need a B tier? I don't think there's any movies that we watch that I would put in a D tier. Me neither, except for maybe a ghost story. I can put that in C and B. <laughs> you can have a D tier if you want. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. And then we can do the same tier ranking with the books. And I think that'll be better 
because those are really hard to compare against each other. Yeah, so true. Because they're all so different. Awesome. I'm excited about those episodes. Yeah, it'll be cool. So that's the plan for the near future. All we have left to do for this week is to uh, recommend an album. Do you have an album to recommend? Yeah, this week I'm going to recommend Bob Dylan's Self-Portrait. Um, Bob Dylan has many an album. <laughs> They're all pretty good. I'm a big Bob Dylan fan, but I've been listening to Self-Portrait a lot recently because it's just good. It's kind of moody on a lot of harmonica, which is a vibe that I really like. And also his cover of Blue Moon is on this one. And I think it's an excellent cover. Nice. Yeah, I told you I put that one on uh, for your fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes, you did. I remember that. And I've been listening to it ever since. Awesome. I think it's uh, a song. Like, there's like no cover version of Blue Moon that I dislike. It just like is good. (laughs) (laughs) Does it pretty well. (laughs) Um, I I when I went back and listened to the. new year's episode from last year mm-hmm. i recommended a bob dylan album and i said that he was alive i said quote my artist is still alive for some reason <laughs> and that made me laugh so hard I was like, why did i say that <laughs> that's funny um my album this week is uh, playboy cardi self-titled for the sole reason that it includes the song magnolia Nice. This is one of, the, in my opinion, one of the best trap songs ever made. It's perfect. <laughs> but uh, I don't know why I like Playboy Cardi, to be honest, because usually rap music, I listen to like the lyrics and I'm impressed by the flows and the lyrics. But uh, Playboy Cardi just says like the same stuff over and over again. But it works so well for some reason. It's one of those things that I can't explain. Nice. I like yeah. the nation. Yeah, check it out. Playboy Party subtitled. <laughs> um, all right. So I think that's it for this for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can check us out on the Patreon at patreon.com slash speaking English for some bonus episodes and other content. And also up there right now, I mentioned a little earlier, I have my little video I made about movies from 1921 uh, that's open for the public, for anyone to see. I just didn't know where else to put it. And then also you can message us on the Instagram at Speaking English Pod if you want to talk about whatever. And just ask us anything, whatever. We'd love to talk. Any like recommendations for the pod, any stuff like that. We would totally love to talk. All righty. Have a great week, everyone. Do great things. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye now.